it's at a point now where the next press release Tiger Woods should release should be I'm retiring. He could finish last every tournament. As I said, we're not that far away from Well, Hold at 39. It seems about over. Tiger ain't back, ain't coming back. Let's just call it what it is, please. Nine incident. He hasn't really been the same player since then. I know he won a player of the year in between there, but I just think he's done as a public figure. I don't think we'll see him play golf again. So I'll tell you one thing Tiger realizes, that as much as the world loved him, the world now is t trying to take him down. And it's not the guy in 2013 saw win five times on the tour. We're looking at what we wanted to see, and it's not there. And I think if you, if I had to put money on what's more likely, Tiger retiring or Tiger playing in another tournament, all my money would be on him retiring. Can he compete with the young guns on tour, the Justin Thomases, Jordan Spieths, Dustin Johnsons? No, is the short answer. Tap in for Tiger. We thought we'd never see it. And I don't believe he thought either. Tour championship winner. Tiger Woods, a winner again, number 80. He was doubted, he was mocked, and he was pushed to the ground over and over again by you mortals. Tiger Woods has returned. He's back. Oh, he is more than back. He is all the way there. He went all the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tiger Woods with win number 80 on the PGA Tour. That's right. A.D. You guys aren't even 80 years old. Try winning that many tournaments. <laughs> Guys, what an incredible weekend. We witnessed sports, actually not even sports, we witnessed life history. One of, if not the greatest comeback in sports, Tiger Woods returning from multiple back surgeries, scandals, DUIs, only to sit atop the leaderboard once again and prove to the golfing world that the greatest of all time is still here to win. And when he did, and when he did. I'm Joe Nugent, and I will be your host this evening. <laughs> I am joined by my lovely, handsome, strong brother, <laughs> Jimmy Nugent. Jimmy, welcome back. It's been a it's been a tough it's, few weeks for you. Yeah, it's good to be back for this week's episode. We've missed you the past couple weeks as we've yeah. been uh, last week was a, new shows. Yeah, last week was a good one that you put out. Yeah, thanks. Really enjoyed that episode. We had a little trouble uploading, so if you guys, so I think we had uploaded. I think everyone was able to hear it. Yeah, we've we've actually we've actually been doing two time episodes, uh, double double yeah, every two, week, twice a week is what that would be called. And uh, we got our tech guru guy who doesn't have headphones right now is scrolling through Twitter. Luke Ebsmeyer on the mic. Quote of the weekend. Tiger doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. Oh, oh, what's that? What's that? Goosebumps, chills, hairs are raised. So many of you guys doubted him out so there. So many. So many of our own followers and dear friends doubted our him. Our own parents said don't talk that much about Tiger this episode. Yeah. Tiger's washed up. Told Tiger he'll, he'll never win again. That Tiger is 
Daddy, is that a mythical creature? No. Okay. Actually, he might Maybe. be. Yeah. So, yeah, parents, the stories you told your children as they would go to sleep of Tiger Woods destroying the field and holding the trophy. Well, guess what, little kids? That nightmare just came really true. Tiger Woods is back. Who made it? All you uh, Justin Thomas and Kepka guys out there. Oh, I like Justin Thomas. He's a, the, the he's fun's a great, over. great character. Fun's over. Character schmerkter. Bubba cries too much. Ricky can't win a big tournament. Whoa. Rory choked. Whoa. Tiger's back. Whew. That was good to see, though. Rory playing with Tiger absolutely just... Just an atrocious oh, performance. Oh, man, really felt the pressure of Tiger Woods in a final round. That was good he to even see. even ran away from him on R 18. The crowd was, so was coming, and Rory took off running. Okay, guys, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into Tiger Woods. We're going to get into other sports. College football, NFL football, my God, basketball starts soon. We will not talk about that on this show because that is ridiculous. And I turned on the television last night. I think I was on like NBC, IE, NBC Ice Sports or something. But holy cannoli hockey. They're already on the 2020 season. Oh, and I think Luke has up here the uh, Winter Olympics. They're starting up. Yeah, I think qualifying for 2022. Did U.S. qualify for the World Cup this year too? What would be the one Winter Olympic sport you could compete in? Yeah, let's get the Winter <laughs> Olympic polls out again. Jeez. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Baseball, that's really heating up. Getting good. I have a little rant I'm going to go on about baseball at the very end of the segment. Got a lot of rants today. Um, 162 games, way, way too much. I'm oh, sorry. Well, that not even – yes. Okay. That's going to be kind of what our show looks like. Um, and, guys, really hope you just sit back and enjoy it. It is going to be safe for the little years except for a couple of the rants I go on and the majority of Tiger Woods talk because Tiger Woods – is uh, it's not uh, not safe for work. No, he's no. a stone cold fox. Just learned what that meant. The NSFW when I would see that on Twitter. Not safe for work. That's, That's what, what it that means. means. Yes, we're safe for work. We're SFW. Yes, yeah, safe for work. Tune it up. Hey, get your boss. Put his butt right next to you and let's listen. My to boss actually doesn't like Tiger. Hey, hey, remember what Davo said last week on the show? Oh, Dabo was a great guest last week. He was kind of full of himself, though. Well, not as full as Mike Tyson was the week before. Yeah. The Tice man. Um, okay, well, Jimmy, if Jimmy's boss can hear this right now, you sit down next to me and you listen to Cup of Joe and Jimmy because I got a hot one coming at you. I'm pouring it on your head. Go. Whoa. guys all righty time for a favorite segment of mine segment it's a new segment uh we've never done this before it's called what burns my biscuits and um a couple weeks ago we actually had uh ricky fowler doing this and i'll tell you what guys not much burns his biscuits real nice guy lovely episode listen to that if they uploaded did they upload they should have definitely okay uh, so we got that coming up. What burns my biscuits? Jimmy Nugent is going to be doing it, and 
I'm supposed to stay out of these things, but I usually can't. Uh, so we're going to see if Jimmy can go ahead and not only burn his own biscuits, but maybe he's reaching in the oven and he's burning mine. Yeah. So hold on, hold on, Jimmy. <laughs> Just in case you haven't listened to the show before, um, no matter the topic of our Burns My Biscuits, um, it tends to... It tends to find its way towards weddings. Yes. So if we get to that point, Jimmy, just cut us off. Yeah, don't um, let us go down that <laughs> rabbit hole of it's weddings. A dark, it's a dark, long hole. Yeah. I, Jimmy, yeah. yeah Jimmy, not, go even it. Go not even going to say it. Not even going to say on okay. that one. <laughs> so we kind of went over it. Uh, it was about five episodes ago, I think it was. Well, we ta- Well, first, last year we talked about it a little bit. You know, the second season of the podcast. Yeah. So now season three, we can revisit this topic that we uh, haven't really been able to discuss before. Weddings. Yes. When people act like they're superior or cool because they were from a certain period of time and they can claim something that period of time. I'll make it easier to I'll make it easier to understand. When, <laughs> when someone says um, you're real if you remember blank only 90s kids will remember blank mm. yeah there's just a, there's a lot of examples uh there's <laughs> there, there's one it's um i think it was nintendo 64 i saw the other day it's like yeah everyone knows when nintendo 64 is you're real if you played on one of these okay uh, it, are they are they not okay because they if someone didn't play on that are they not good people well yeah and, he, you know, here's the biggest issue. The PlayStation 4 is a billion times better than the Nintendo 64. Whoop-de-doo for you that you grew up playing Nintendo 64. Those graphics are horrible. You know what I mean? Like, my kid is playing the PlayStation 4 now. He'll never remember the Nintendo 64, and he's better off for it. Because it's a better console. But here's my biggest issue, guys, and I really need you to... Oh, what about... I saw, I saw the other day yeah, yeah. that... Uh, no, this was... You were real if you played this. This was the best game ever, and it was the pinball game on the computer. Like, look, that was, those were terrible days. Terrible games. Terrible. There was nothing to play but pinball and solitaire. Yeah. It was boring. I mean, could, you were real if you lived past age 40 yeah. back in the 1800s, yeah. you know? Yeah, is, it, is that the time we want to go back to? No. I don't even know. I don't even know how to play solitaire. I would just play it because there's nothing else to do in typing class, and that's why I'm a terrible typer now. Right. Mavis Beacon, man. Mavis Beacon. Yeah. I was. She was not my friend. We what? did not get along. <laughs> Pinball and solitaire, man. Those are. That's not a good memory for me. No. But here's the biggest issue, and this is something that has really, really got me upset. Is for some reason my generation. I'm. I'm 23 years old. Everyone. Um, <laughs> my generation. <laughs> thinks that they, they say, oh, Nickelodeon and Disney Channel used to be so great back in the day, and they oh, are terrible. Yes. No, 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 no. You guys don't understand. If you go back and watch those shows, the other day I went back and watched an episode of Zoe 101. Terrible. It was horrible. Terrible. <laughs> Luke is showing me a picture of Michael Peterson right now. If you don't know who Michael... Goat. No. <laughs> Not the goat. He went on trial for murdering his wife. He was found guilty, and Luke has an as a is very fascinated by him. But the only, like the only reason I brought it up because your voice uh, it made him. I was uh, twenty three years old. And it was a wonderful time. Uh, but listen, it, it, I Carly, 
You think he would come on the podcast, Michael Peterson? These shows that you guys watched as children were terrible. You liked them because your mind was that age. They say, oh, it would, I wish Netflix would just put on Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, etc. You would never watch that. If Netflix went and put Drake and Josh on, you would not binge watch it. I know you guys, you're fakers. You say you would, but you wouldn't. It's the same thing with Full House 2. Full House, you know, it's a horrible full, show. Full House, no, Fuller House, sorry. Fuller oh, House is, is not any worse than Full House, right, but it's just because we're older. It's because we're older. Yeah. Kids nowadays love Nickelodeon. They love Disney Channel. That is because it's meant to be attracted to their minds. But I will defend Drake and Josh. I watched an episode of that the other day. That and SpongeBob still live to tell the tale. True. There but are exceptions. Zoe, Zoe 101. Zoe 101. My God. Right. I watched Victorious. that. Victorious. Um, nah, I didn't really like that. Uh, good luck, like. Charlie. I mean, terrible yeah. shows. If you're watching, you know, Charlie, <laughs> you know, Charlie, if you're watching this, you are, we're part of a terrible show. Thanks to you, Charlie, you being a young child and them making videos for you, you were a waste of a half hour. It taught kids nothing. Zoe 101 yeah. was at this rich boarding school where they had everything they could ever want with him. You know what? You know what actually would have made that show something worthwhile to kids if they would have kept doing it while she got pregnant. Right. Teach, Teach kids about lesson. teen pregnancy. Well, same thing with Good Luck Charlie, you know? Hey, Charlie, I just had a bad breakup. Um, good Luck Charlie. Wait, no, no. Charlie's like three years old. Why don't you teach her fundamentals of life instead of your teach her miserable teenage problems? Good luck, Charlie, because I have boy problems. Yeah, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was super relatable. Oh, Just yeah. two kids living in a penthouse of a hotel. That, that was Very mean to any, any authority that they had around them. Terrible shows. Their mother was sleeping around. <laughs> yeah, him and her, I, Mr. Mosby. Rewatch, no, no, rewatch. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Something up with the mom. Anyway, yeah, I her love and Mr. It. Mosby. Yeah, our, our, you know what? Our generation is so annoying when it comes to that stuff. It really is. It's ridiculous. It's getting to be a, a pandem. It's gonna, it's getting to be um, uh, an epidemic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's get into actual sports content. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors. Uh, this next episode is brought to you by Michael Peterson. Michael Peterson. <laughs> Even <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Michael Peterson. An owl did it. An owl. I, I truly think it was, but we, we're not. No spoilers here. Uh, go ahead and watch a staircase on Netflix. You already said he went to jail. Wonderful documentary. I did spoil that, but you don't know what he <laughs> went to jail for. Was it for jaywalking? <laughs> Could have been. Um, we haven't thrown out a poll in a, in a while. I'm going to throw out a poll this week. Would you prefer a Burns My Biscuits podcast only? Ooh. Strictly burn my biscuits. Get rid of sports altogether. I like it. Uh, how do you? Th how does one throw out a pole? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what an odd thing. Uh, it's called javelin. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, Luke, you go ahead and throw out a pole, but at the same time, I'd like you to also tweet one. That would be great. Um, okay, let's get into sports content, and our first topic Ooh. is going to be something we've never talked about, and it is Tiger Woods. Tiger, baby. He's back. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Luke, I want to get your thoughts on the tournament. I want to get your thoughts on Tiger Woods and the state of golf as we know it. I want to get those thoughts now. Loaded question. Oh, man. Um, it was really tough to hold back the, uh, the tears, um, watching our guy lift up the trophy again. Um, you guys saw on the broadcast, I'm kind of following this guy has on Twitter. Everyone was freaking out. Um, a lot of fake fans. A lot of fake fans. He's been he's been so close all year and finally put four straight days together 
and now people care. And it was just so, it was really, I mean, it's just been a long time coming, I think, for all of us. I don't think, in my opinion, he'll be 100% back until he wins a major. I can I can say that um, as a diehard fan, but it was so good to see him back in the winner's circle. I was a little disappointed with the trophy. I think I've already said this, but I think that was the worst trophy all year. Just a, a golf club, but that's beside the point. I don't really have anything to add. Tiger's back. He's had an amazing year. It was perfect way to cap off his year. Would I have liked to have seen him pull out the PJ Championship and destroy the robot Cybertron Brooks Kepka? Yeah, but that didn't happen. And win at the Tour Championship and almost taking out taking the FedEx Cup along with it. Heck of a finish by Tiger Woods. Excited for next year. Speaking of next year, the uh, 2019 PGA Tour season kicks off in two weeks. So Throwing put the, that in your pipe and the smoke hockey it. wraparound schedule. It's ridiculous. Um, but when, when's Tiger's first tournament? Should be March, maybe late February. Oof. Well, actually, he'll be in Hero, the Hero his own tournament in December, but that's not a PJ tour event. Um, what? <laughs> I think it's November. It is December. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I think don't, what Tiger don't forget did, about Phil, Phil I, and Tiger. Phil shot 13 over par in this <laughs> tournament and it was just an absolute disaster. I think what Tiger did was, yes, it was a physical feat. I mean, Anyone that's had spinal fusion surgery like myself can tell you that it is no easy thing to come back from. But what Tiger what Tiger did mentally is what the real story is. And guys, I think I wouldn't say he forgot, but it was it was a distant memory of how to win for Tiger Woods. And I think we even saw a little bad on Sunday with a one over par. You could tell those final few holes, it was a grind for him, knowing what he had, what he had in the bag. And so I think him getting this win under his belt did as much for him mentally as it did anything. And that bodes well for him going into next season because now he says, oh, I do remember how to win. And I also remember how to dominate. Led the whole tournament. Am I, are we, why is anyone talking about that? Wire that he, wire to, to wire. wire. As, I mean, no one's really mentioning that, but he did it. And so I think this is really good. I think Tiger Woods was once the most mentally strong golfer in the world. He lost that for a while, and we could be seeing that coming back along with uh, the putter. Putter's heating up. One guy. And driver. There's one guy in the world that I love. I'm loved. Scott Inez. The Orlando Magic. I don't think anyone outside of <laughs> Johnny outside of Orlando Football. <laughs> I think it's Nikki Football. Nikki Football. No one outside I don't know. of Orlando understands that. It's Magic. Gosh, that guy. Listen to him for an hour on the way back from work. Woo! Tiger, Tiger 2018 summary. Lots of quality losses, but he didn't go undefeated, so he couldn't make it in the college ball playoff. Mm. Oh. One word to describe Tiger Woods' uh, 2018 season. Heroic. Unexpected. Arousing. No, I'm just kidding. Iconic. Okay. There's one guy. There's one guy in the world uh, that I want to thank right now. A man by the name of Richard Geyer. If you don't know who Richard Geyer is, he was the surgeon for Tiger Woods' back. Thank you so kiss much. That guy on the lips. Thank you so much, you hunk of a man, you legend, you genius. We love you, and we are forever in debt. 
Before we transition out of golf, I think it'd be a disservice to our followers if we forgot to mention Webb Simpson escorting a fan out of a tournament <laughs> yeah. recently. Really turned against Webb this year. Used to not really have an opinion on the dude. Only ever saw him uh, leaving a bathroom I was trying to get in once. And he was actually in the bathroom with his caddy. I think we've talked about this. Very odd. It was a single bathroom. Not sure what was going on there. But I never had an opinion. But Webb's really kind of gained an anti-following. So there was, there was a guy at the tournament that for 18 straight holes kept on just saying, Good job, Webb. You're doing it, Webb. This could have been any one of us. He was just, playing terrible. It, Webb was having a horrible round, and this guy every hole was just saying, great job, Webb. We love you, man. You're doing it. We do that to so many golfers. We don't fall in the whole day, though. And finally, Webb Simpson's caddy goes over to him and also gets a police officer to go over to him. And while the police officer is talking to this gentleman, the guy's just giving a thumbs up to Webb and saying, great job, Webb. That I mean, that is that's unbelievable. That is that is great. That is humor at its finest. Webb Simpson was having a horrible round, and this guy wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just telling him good job over and over again until Webb Simpson and his caddy could not take it anymore, and they had the guy removed. But they had him removed on the 18th hole. Where's the guy going to go? He's going to start walking towards the exit. He's walking now following Webb Simpson as Webb finishes his round. It's great. But, uh, yeah, let's pay uh, homage to him, and move on to college football. Guys, we are already a quarter. We have quarter. a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Oh, yes. Got to get in the reeds. Yes. Uh, Jimmy, can you put it in front of me? This next segment is brought to you by Willie Taggart. We could run real plays in practice and actually do stuff, or we could dance and get blown out in the regular games. Willie Taggart. Guys, we're going to talk about college football here. Good start. Um, yep. And, you know, oh, and I forgot to mention Dan Mullen. He, guys, uh, he is the answer. He is the future. I mean, <laughs> he did something that he did something uh, Florida that, coach wasn't able to do the past, like, 40 years. Yeah, what is I Like, something, yeah, losing to Kentucky. Un- unreal. Dan Mullen, Florida, I am so happy for you. Found a coach, and guess what? You have a quarterback and an offense. And you just beat an unbelievable Tennessee, Tennessee team on the road. What You guys are really looking up. Hats ba- off to you. They're back. Um, so we know kind of what's going on in college football here. Bama looks quite unstoppable at this point. They have a quarterback. They always have a defense. And they're scoring lots of points and giving up very little. So that's frightening. We have a Georgia team who is our only hope of knocking off Bama. They look strong. We have an Oklahoma team who we thought was looking really strong and almost uh, almost really screwed up there with Army. But, you know, Army, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Those guys, they might not be the greatest athletes in the world, but they're strong, they're fast, they're Army strong. And they had 45 minutes of possession time. That's, that is unbelievable. Um, you have Clemson, who... Clemson hasn't quite looked dominating the season yet, but with that defense, it's a defense that could be better than Bama's, a defensive line front that definitely is. Trevor Lawrence is going to be starting this week. Beautiful hair. Beautiful flowing hair. Dabo talked about that last week on the show. Um, And they look to be the front runners definitely in the ACC and maybe have a chance of knocking off Bama in the playoffs. You have Ohio State, who they have a quarterback now. They look good. They look really good. 
Um, so it, guys, there's some really dominant teams in college football, and then there's some not so dominant, and that's where we bring you to the state of Florida college football. And I have assigned the Miami Hurricanes to myself. I have assigned Jimmy the Florida State Seminoles, and I have assigned Luke the Florida Gators and UCF football. So we're going to quickly just go around and talk about those and get our thoughts on it before we head into NFL football and close out the show. Okay, everybody, let's continue. So I'll start with the Knowles. Yes, the Knowles are having, one of the reasons they're having a tough year is because it is hard to come in with a new coach um, in a system that's new to everyone and that needs to be implemented. But the argument that I don't like that people give about FSU is that they don't have talent. This is a team that has consistently had top 10 classes, top five classes almost. And they had the number one class two years ago. This is a solid football team with great players that has no no business being in a close game with Samford. I will admit their offensive line is bad. The players on are not good, and they've had a lot of injuries. And As we know with a lot of teams, offensive line can quickly derail a team. But I think more fingers need to be pointed at Taggart than might be. I don't know if it's just an excuse of a new system with a new team. I don't know if it's just offensive line. I watched, I think it was the Syracuse game, the end of the half, that they could have easily gotten a field goal um, or just, yeah, easily gotten a field goal there on like the 30-yard line, and there was like 10 seconds left, and you either just shoot, just throw into the end zone or you kick a field goal. And they threw like a 12-yard pass, and the time ran out, and it was the end of the half. And stuff like that that makes you scratch your head at Taggart and think, you know, this guy has a sub-500 record, and that was just a bonehead coaching mistake. That is that is just simple coaching. You either throw it out of bounds, throw it in the end zone, or you kick a field goal. So I think there's a long road ahead for FSU this year. I think they can turn it around. They have the talent for it. I'm still scared for Miami to play them, and it'll be really interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out. Obviously, I don't believe in fire Taggart. I feel like that's very premature, but... It's been a very scary start um, for this coach that has a lot to prove to these Knowles fans after a coach like Jimbo Fisher left. Not to pile it on the Knowles any further, but would you consider Jimbo Fisher upgrading to Texas A&M? Would you consider that an upgrade? What do you mean? like Job-wise. Oh, job-wise? Uh, I personally never saw it as one. Maybe they can pay a little bit more, but I think, I think Florida State's a better football program and a prouder football program, and more history, and is in better shape to win than Texas A&M. I never really understood the move other than money, obviously. Um, yeah. Interesting thoughts there, Jimmy. <laughs> um, this Florida football team, um, when you look down at the schedule, really hasn't played anyone all year. Um, they're scoring points. They went into Rocky Top last week and got a win. Um, any win against your rival on the road is, uh, is going to please the fans. I'm not sure how legit this team is going forward. I think we'll figure out they're on the road in Stark Vegas this weekend. Um, Dan Mullen returning to uh, his old stomping grounds. will be interesting to see how they play there. Um, they played, obviously, Georgia later in the year. But I'm not, I'm not going to say this team is on the right track or trending upwards or anything like that. I need to see them play 
um, some actual opponents and um, play well at the quarterback position. I'm still not sure if they figured it out yet, but time will tell. I'm going to move on to UCF. Uh, really big win last Friday night versus FAU and Lane Kiffin. I don't like... It was a weird weird performance to think about from UCF. I don't... I mean, I don't like to be the person that keeps on trying to ha- keep UCF in the conversation. But when ESPN consistently leaves us out of conversations, they did a segment on College Game Day two weeks ago, and I know UCF was off, the game got canceled, and that's fine. They did a state of college football in, in the state of Florida, and UCF was not mentioned. UCF has won 16 straight games, and I, I, I don't and know. They're, what, the, they're the highest, they're the ranked, highest in ranked team in Florida. I don't know what to say at this point. ESPN also released a tweet this past week with a couple of Heisman contenders mentioning that they had all thrown five touchdown passes. Mackenzie Milton had six total touchdowns on Friday night on your own network. I I don't I mean I don't like to be the guy that's trying to yell and, and scream for you know respect, but like at the same time we're not getting it. And like I get the schedule, it is what it is. Um, these ADs schedule these games way ahead. When we scheduled North Carolina, they were fresh off a division. I don't know what division division they're in. The Atlantic. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry, Coastal. Coastal. They're fresh off a coastal win. You had division one win. guess, Jimmy. You had a 50-50 <laughs> shot, and you got it wrong. Um, this Pitt team who beat Clemson two years ago. I mean, I I mean, if if they run the table, I I don't know. And they beat Miami. Yeah, they beat Miami last year. I don't know what the committee would do if we won out. I don't know if we will. Um, it's obviously winning week to week is very hard, as some of these coaches have found out early on. But I, I'd love to see him win out and see the committee have to make a decision on it. Here's what I have to say about UCF with it: is they're built. They built themselves a notoriety after last year of of claiming the national championship. Was you can have your opinion of you, that you want, whatever you want. But what it did is it created enemies, and it reminds me of kind of the enemies Miami had back in the day. And unfortunately, no one's going to want to help you. And I think I see that with the media. Um, it it definitely does remind me of how the media used to treat Miami back in the day, a different a different uh, approach to it. They're just mad at UCF for being good. They're mad at Miami for plenty of reasons. Um, yeah, I think it's just people are angry about what they did last year, that they kind of embarrassed the college football playoff committee and um, – upset a lot of people and I think this season we're kind of uh, seeing the effects of that through the media of how they talk about UCF or how they leave them out of stuff. Tell you one thing the committee is praying that UCF loses they do not want to deal with that again. Um, Moving into the Miami Hurricanes let's say they are not a national championship caliber team this year opening loss to LSU yeah granted LSU has looked better this season. LSU's a good team. Are they a top five team? Absolutely not. LSU has a lot of glaring problems on their team. I don't think Joe Burrow is the greatest quarterback in the world, but LSU's good, and it, I wouldn't chalk that up as a bad loss for Miami, but it's not really a good loss. Quality losses. Qual- yeah, that's what the committee looks <laughs> gotta for. Gotta have them. Name of the game. Don't go gotta fe- get one this they year. They gotta get one. Maybe Pitt. That could go down as a quality loss, and that'll get them in the playoff. But, um... Miami, looking forward on their schedule, they should not lose another game in the regular season. They will are they outmatch every opponent they play. 
The Hurricanes have a very weak schedule this year, all things considered. Uh, one of the weakest, actually, in um, out of the, all ranked teams, if you look at the statistics. And they are starting a freshman quarterback this week, Thursday night against North Carolina. So we will see how that goes. But it's, it's looking like it's going to be a Miami-Clemson showdown in the ACC championship. And that's uh, quite scary. Actually. I was scared of Virginia Tech until the powerhouse Old Dominion uh, yeah. gave their performance this week. Yeah, but j- just to remind everyone, Old Dominion—they are there in Conference USA, so not a complete joke. But they are a recent Conference USA addition, so they they struggle. But yeah, state of my state of Florida football, UCF is the front runner. Never thought I would say that. FSU and UF, they have long ways to go, and they have a lot of questions, and hopefully these coaches can turn it around. But Willie Taggart, first got to get your players to stop dancing and start actually learning some plays. Okay, big guy? Get rid of the turnover purse. Yeah, okay, Willie, are we listening? Let's uh, let's put on our big boy pants and get it together. And Dan, Dan, you gotta, you got to start beating Kentucky. And um, let's put some fans in those uh, swamp seats, okay? Let's start selling out some of these games, and let's get a <laughs> let's get a big W under our belt. All right, big guy, we're not gonna call you our uh, our savior yet. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, real quick on NFL football. Season is early. Dolphins are three and zero. First place in the AFC East, baby. I have a question for you guys. A little, maybe it's a fun question. Maybe it's not. What about the sponsor? We're missing the reads. I'll get to the sponsor. Got a little fun question for you guys regarding NFL as we transition here. What would you suppose we do? So we have a we have a problem here, guys. We have a little epidemic. We are trying to make the game safer. Everyone screamed they wanted a safer game. Less concussions, less CTE. I get it. Everyone knows the quarterbacks make the money. People tune in to watch the quarterbacks. When the big name quarterbacks go out, ratings fall. I get it. How do we solve this issue of still making the game of football fun and enjoyable to watch and allowing the defensive players to play and how keeping it safe and avoiding brain drama? Help me because I need help. Clay Matthews needs help. We need answers. Could the answers come in this room right now? (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, The... Yeah, so I saw the tackle that Clay Matthews had this morning. I didn't get to see it yesterday. And I understand the rule, and I understand where they're coming from with wanting that rule. But, but, but I think but that tackle was not no, I the know, rule. I know, I know. They're enforcing it wrong. I understand that if, let's say, like the player has the quarterback standing up and coming down, then the guy just pile drives into the quarterback on the ground, that he didn't need to do that. Completely understand that. It's, it's putting the quarterback at risk, and stars are getting injured. But when you just have Clay Matthews, a huge guy barreling full speed in the quarterback obviously he's going to tackle him and fall onto the quarterback it is just natural it's physics and it's i i can't i i could not imagine how his tackle would have went any differently than how it went and you just can't help that it's going to make guys scared to tackle the quarterback you're going to see more guys missing tackles and yeah i think it's just terrible for the game of football the NFL is getting weak, and you hate to see that. Yeah, but okay, but see, there, here's where the issue comes. You're saying the NFL is getting weak, but a year ago, people are saying the NFL must become safer because we see peewee football numbers are severely dropping because no one wants to put their kids through that kind of uh, trauma. But that's not a head hit. That's like 
they're protecting a guy from like breaking a collarbone or something. That's not head trauma that they're, they're that well, Clay the Matthews. No, the hit pile driving to... is because they hit they when they hit their head snaps back and hits the turf. Is that really the reason they do that? Yeah, I thought it's because of the injury that happened to. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Aaron there's multiple Rogers. injuries Aaron that Rogers, can happen. Yeah. There's multiple injuries that can happen from it. I think the NFL's in sort of a pickle right they now. They really are. Um, I feel for them. I feel for Goodell. So Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. Yeah, just from week. running. And but from running to get go into a hit, he wasn't trying to avoid the hit. Right. But the problem is when you allow these type of hits, like the NFL is, is worried about losing, you know, viewers and money and all that. Like the Niners, I think the Niners play a couple primetime games coming up. Like the, the NFL like, fans don't want to see CJ Beathard versus exactly. Blaine Gabbard. They want, they- <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, like Will Hayes, a, a Miami Dolphin, tore his ACL on Sunday. By trying to avoid a trying penalty. Trying to avoid a penalty. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I mean, I don't like to see the Clay Matthews hit be called for a flag. I think that's not correct, but I don't know what direction they're going to go in. Personally, I, I thought with the whole uh, targeting helmet to helmet, leading with the crown of the helmet, I thought that's as far as we needed to go. I didn't think there was any farther we needed to go with tackling stuff. I think if we're going to get rid of um, a certain way to tackle is, or block is getting rid of chop blocking or legal chop blocking. I don't know what the proper term is for it, but when players can go at other players' knees if they're directly in front of them to kind of get them down and, and tackle them over, I think that's 10 times more dangerous than what Clay Matthews did. But the got whole guys tearing their ACLs because of those kind of blocks. But the thing is, is, okay, um, I'm trying to think of a better example than I, the first thing that comes to my head is, Richard Sherman's out the next three weeks for San Francisco. Nobody cares. Everyone's still, no one's not tuning into that game because Richard Sherman's not playing. Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other hand, people will not watch that game anymore because Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing. So position players, it's a real bummer when they go out, but people, Mark, the the numbers show, it's the quarterbacks that people tune in to see. And that, so these players are complaining, well, oh, quarterbacks are being, treated fairer than we are i mean that's just the numbers numbers show money money talks as i say guys <laughs> i'll try and equate it to the nba i hear all the time you know lebron that like he would never last in the 90s they're too physical well if they if they called the fouls they did in the 80s and 90s lebron wouldn't make it to the finals no one wants to see a lebronless cleveland cavalier team play a steph curry team who, who Kevin Durant? He could have got injured because of a hard foul call, like throughout the year. Like you, the stars drive the sport. You can't. Yep. The quarterback obviously is the you know most important position on the team, and without that, um, it's the NFL is just in a really big pickle right now. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski for the Patriots. He missed how many games last year? Was that last year? Or two years ago. He, well, he last, averages he's missed a lot. He of. averages about ten games a yeah. year. It's yeah. a bummer. We love seeing Gronk play. No one's not tuning in. JJ Watt. Was you out take for Tom a while Brady out of that situation. Different story. So, I on I'm on the NFL side with this. I kind of like where they're headed with the rules. But the, I mean, I just think I see I see the rule written on paper, and then I see what Clay Matthews did. I just think the ref straight up got it. I think the, they straight up got it wrong. They have to figure out how to, especially with these pinning the players down. They have to figure out how to define that more clearly. But I think we do need to protect the quarterbacks because uh, did I mention this? Money talks. Let's get rid of the guys. Money talks. Let's get rid of the Thanks, the rule that it's a touchback if you fumble it through the end zone first. I, that's the first ever rule I'd love to see changed. Yeah, and I didn't realize that the pylon counted as out of bounds. So the ball, like if 
Like I didn't realize that if you hit the pylon, when when you make contact with the pylon, if the ball is behind it, it's not a touchdown. If the ball touches the pylon, it's a if touchdown. the ball touch because yeah, because right. But saying like you're say I'm diving forward <laughs> yeah. and my elbow hits the pylon, I'm down at the one. I never I never realized that. It's like as soon as that contact comes, you're out of bounds. You know what I'm if saying? If your elbow hits the top of the pylon, but you you fall into the end zone, it doesn't and matter. The ball, you're already out. You're it's really? on the one. Yeah, it's a terrible rule because pylons out of bounds. So as soon as that elbow hits, you're out. Oh, that's awful. I mean, it makes sense. I just I've never seen it before. I saw it the other day. Someone did it. I've only ever seen them put the ball on the pylon, so I always see a touchdown. This is an anonymous complaint to an NFL franchise, and just a PSA for everyone. Um, let's not rush to an emotional decision when we're when we're deciding who stays on our team and who goes. Um, I don't like the fact that people are drafting these young kids and allowing them so little time to grow and mature and learn from mistakes. Um, teams are losing games early on in the year and deciding to part ways because. Um, they felt like these players um, are affected that outcome, which may or not may or may not be true. But uh, let's let's get back to uh, allowing people to grow, get better, and um, um, adjust, adjust throughout the season. Is that about the kicker? It is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. And on the other end of that, how about with the if you have if you're a young quarterback in it, I feel bad for whoever the starting quarterback is. One interception by him, he's done. They're calling for your head. And then the young guy comes in, makes one touchdown. Boom! Your career is over in a blink of an eye. That guy, he's the new face of the franchise, and you're on the streets. We actually kind of just saw that with Miami Hurricanes, but but look at look at uh Tyrod Taylor, done. <laughs> he will never be a starter again. And he went out on injury. It wasn't even yeah. I mean, oh, I get injured, blink of an eye, done. Lost his job. The Bake Show. The Bake Show. Have not heard that one yet. Okay, guys, we're going to get into our final segment here, and it is called uh, the You're Done segment of the week. All three of us are going to have a somebody maybe in the sports world or something else in mind that, you know what, we looked at an incident that happened and just thought, wow, they're done. And uh, we're going to go ahead and share that. But first, a word from our sponsors. The You're Done segment of the week is brought to you by The Nun, The Movie. You know, when I saw Jesus with his head chopped off on the cross, I thought, mm, I think you guys might have taken this one a little too far. The nun. Okay, so Luke, you can go first. What did you see this week in person, sports events, organizations, or anything that you thought, wow, you know what, buddy? You're done. I think this is technically the last week. That's okay. Did but you mention on the podcast last week? No, I forgot to. Okay, okay. Darn it. Darn it. But Jordan Spieth. You're done. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Why I is mean, he done? I with? mean, this guy, he he had a really good year last year. He grinded. Did he win two majors last year? My One? God. I, I don't yeah, know how I many he has total. But the guy didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs this year. Wow. What a travesty. I mean. Is he on the Ryder Cup team? He's on the Ryder Cup He is, team. yeah. Surprisingly. Um, yeah. I'm just really disappointed <laughs> in Jordan. He's such, a, he's such a talent, but he's so inconsistent. Hopefully he figures it out this week and plays well, but until Spieth, then, you're done. You're done. Jimmy, 
<laughs> Who's done? I didn't realize it was supposed to be from this week, so I'm going to take a pause. Oh, Luke's was from last week. Yeah, but mine's like from way back. Like how how way back? I was going to do OJ. What? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do uh, Charles Manson. Like, Let me change mine to Michael Peterson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Jimmy, while you're thinking into this year, maybe, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the MLB. You know, I love it when the New York Yankees could finish with the second best record in baseball, and you are going to make them play one One game. game. One game where maybe a pitcher is a little off that day. In a blink of an eye, you're being sent home never to see the postseason. MLB, you are ridiculous, and you should be ashamed of yourself because it is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Here's the Yankees popping champagne because they made the postseason. Postseason could last one night. They worked all year and had a great record, and you're going to make them play the, who is it, Oakland A's? The Oakland A's for one show. Billy Bean, Moneyball. Oh, Mike, it makes me sick. MLB, until you change your rules about the postseason and get rid of divisions and just go by record, you're done. You're done. You're done. Okay? Jimmy, um, are we going with... Uh, Something this decade? I mean, are we going with the World War II here, or who's done? My God. I, I thought of mine because of something I said earlier in the episode, uh, fumbling through the end zone. The guy who's done for me is the Tennessee wide receiver against UF. They were down at that point. They needed a touchdown bad. He gets a pass, runs it, going into the end zone. Boom, out, into the end zone. Gators ball, 23-3 still. You're done, kid. You're done. You had your chance. Home crowd, they hate you now. They, you're hated on campus. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. It's, <laughs> you're just a kid. but See, no, you know, that's another thing. I could maybe do a What Burns My Biscuits, but people are like, oh, like they're kids. I don't like, no, no, no. They're 18 to 20, some are 25 years old. They are full-grown adults that could eat me for breakfast. I'll say whatever I want about them. They are not kids. They don't hate you now, though. There's more to life than football. Yeah. Uh, like those Tiger! <laughs> Tiger and Michael Peterson. The only two things you need in this world. Outdoor weddings. Oh! <laughs> On the first week of college football. You're done. <laughs> Absolutely done. Yeah, here I am. Sweating. Sweating bullets while my team is in the red zone trying to take the lead. And I gotta eat a dry chicken and listen to your first dance. Dance the cha-cha slide. <laughs> Outdoor weddings and... September during football season, you're done. Start hearing mumbo number five or whatever the song is. Got bad service because I'm in some tent in the middle of nowhere. Can't stream the game. And even if I could, people are looking at me like I'm the devil. You see him cutting the cake and somehow it never comes around to you and you never get a piece. Oh, and even if you get a piece, it tastes like cardboard and and mayonnaise you got people <laughs> spilling their drinks all over your nice new shoes and it's sticky everywhere oh man then you get some dressing on your suit and you gotta take it to the dry cleaners another 50 bucks in that wedding before you know it just costs you over 200 people just throwing up in the bathrooms oh open bar people don't even care they're just sloshed on the dance floor and you're just trying to figure out if your team just won in overtime but all you can hear is the bride complaining about they're dress getting torn. 
Yeah. So I, I think, think we... I was supposed to cut us off if we ever mentioned weddings, so that's on me. <laughs> that's on you. Don't know why you let us go down that dark path. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see ya. Uh, yeah. What's today's date? The the twenty fourth of September. We'll see you sometime in November, most likely. And um but guys, tweet at us, you know? Even Tiger if... is back. Yes. But even if the tweets are air hateful, please tweet at us. If I, I don't, if I I don't throw, mind cyberbullying. If I throw out a poll, a poll, somebody catch it. Throw out a poll, someone catch it, and do something with it. We ask you guys to respond to us on Twitter, and, and you don't. <laughs> Slide in we, our DMs. Yes. Whatever. Luke actually deactivated. He does no longer has <laughs> access to our Twitter, so we have to get him access to that. And just tell us what you want to hear, guys. What do you want to hear next episode? We're here for you. We're a podcast of the people. We'll throw out that poll. Do they just want Burns My Biscuits? We, yeah, I, gosh, it'll be depressing if you guys do, but we'll give it to you if you do. Um, man, that's it. I got a cup here. It's filled with Joe. It's filled with J- Jimmy. Nailed it. And, oh, oh, I'm sprinkling a little bit of Jason Dye. Okay. <laughs> cup of Joe and Jimmy. Have a great day. Woo!